0: This is the Digital Orthopedics podcast, bringing you insights shared from the stage at DocSF, the Digital Orthopedics Conference hosted by the Department of Orthopedic Surgery at the University of California, San Francisco. Find out more about our conference and join our community by visiting docsf.health, docsf.health. Hello, listeners. I'm Dan Kendall, the host of the Digital Health Today podcast and founder of the Health Podcast Network. It's January 2020, and this year is already starting off with a huge bang. I just got back from a week in San Francisco where I attended a variety of events in what is coming to be known as JPM Week. It's the healthcare event that's been going on for 38 years, and it used to be all about the JP Morgan Healthcare Conference. However, now there are so many other high quality events that take place that week that a lot of people myself included, don't ever make it to the actual JPM conference. This year, things really kicked into full gear on Monday, January 13th. That's when the Startup Health Festival kicked off, and you probably saw a lot about that. Now, over the past few years, I've arrived in San Francisco a few days before the Startup Health Festival to participate in the DocSF event. DocSF is the Digital Orthopedics Conference San Francisco, and it's organized by Professor Stefano Beini. He's an orthopedic surgeon and innovator at UCSF. This year was DocSF's fourth anniversary, and 2020 had the additional contribution and leadership of another key organizer, and that was Shauna Butler. Shauna is a nurse, a nurse economist, and a tremendous advocate for the role of nursing. She also coined the term Shauna is also a podcaster in her own right, so look for her podcast that's being launched in late January 2020 called See You Now. During the DocSF event, I was able to speak to many of the speakers following their sessions on the stage, and I wanted to try something a little different with those recordings. So for a few of those interviews, we're releasing them on two different podcast shows. They're being published on the show I host, Digital Health Today, and they're also on the podcast that's run by the DocSF program itself, which is, as you may guess, the DocSF podcast. We hope that by making these conversations available on both shows, that we can serve both audiences and make sure that content like this is shared to the people who can benefit from and who can enjoy it the most. If you'd like to find other topics and speakers that are featured on either of these two programs, you can find the Digital Health Today podcast and the DocSF podcast by visiting their respective websites or by simply visiting the Health Podcast Network at healthpodcastnetwork.com. Please do check it out on the network. You can also find other podcasts covering a wide range of topics that are relevant to professionals who are working in the healthcare sector. And we're adding more every week. But no matter where you found this episode, remember to hit subscribe in your favorite podcast player, and you'll be sure to get every episode as they go live. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Dan Kendall. I'm here at the DocSF meeting in San Francisco, California. Today's Sunday, January 12th, 2020. And I'm here with Dr. Daniel Kraft. Daniel, thanks very much for joining me. Great to be with you, 2020. Exactly, so the start of a new year, the start of a new decade. Um, you and I spoke on the podcast a couple years ago. And uh, I, I, first of all, just wanted to catch up and see what's keeping you busy. Well, it's a new decade and it gave me a little
1: chance to reflect, you know, this, the 2010 to 2020, it's quite an era. There's that famous quote from Bill Gates, we tend to overestimate what will happen in a year and underestimate what will happen in a decade. And I think we look back on the last decade, we're sort of, uh, you know, the the emergence really of digital health and medicine. And now we're ending the 2020s, we're starting to see the dots connect. And I think a lot of impact and real solutions that are going to help a lot of people are coming to bear. So I think we're
0: uh, entering a really interesting new era. So when you do presentations, I've seen you present a few different times, and I am always I always learn something new. You're always up to speed on all the latest things that are happening. So can you give us, looking back over that decade, some of the big things that sort of spring to mind that you think these are big things that, that are really changing the face of medicine or technology, or the way people
1: live? I think, you know, it's not any one technology. It's often how we sort of match them together. And some of them are obviously invented for other purposes, but become key to healthcare. An obvious one, you know, I think four years ago, Amazon Alexa came out and now voice is becoming quite ubiquitous voice, not just for communicating, but as a clinical element to even help do diagnostics through voice, uh, picking up signs of Parkinson's all the way to even cardiac disease from, from voice as a biomarker. And now obviously the ways to get interactive care and the, the whole sort of app world that's being built on top of Alexa and, and Google home and beyond. So that's one area that I think that's relatively new that's exploded quickly. I think out of the sort of hype world is sort of AI is really in big data and machine learning, not a secret, is now in the last just couple of years really starting to hit the zeitgeist of being plugged into actual clinical systems with things like Zebra Medical and others where we're starting to move to this world where exponential amounts of data are not helpful. We need uh, actionable information and that's starting to synthesize and become Easier for even either, either of us to even build an AI platform today. So, um, those are a, a couple of things. I mean, I just came from CES last week. This idea of, you know, a digital avatar or human is something that's relatively emergent now that we can cross that uncanny divide. So we could have the Dan or Daniel avatars and, uh, interact with folks out in the world and. For for some particular patients, that can be very engaging. Those are a couple of interesting things that I think have emerged. So
0: CES, I mean, that's like the playground for all sorts of technology. And the health component inside the CES meeting has really grown as well over the past five or six years. So uh, what are some of the things you just mentioned, the avatar? What other things sort of stood out from you that you could think, oh, this is going to transform or be impactful in medicine? Um,
1: You know, it's full of a lot of shiny gadgets, Um, but what was interesting having gone for several years now is you walk into the big hall and you've got the the big med tech players there with their big booths where it used to be just sort of mom and pop, you know, early Fitbits and other versions. So I think what's interesting now uh, moving into the 2020s is that the Samsungs and the Googles and the Apples and the Amazons who have a ton of our data and we interact with hundreds or thousands of times a day can hopefully start to Privacy issues are certainly important. Synthesize that to make it really uh, informative and actionable to you. And not just on the uh, sort of wellness side of the equation, but moving from sort of uh, the health to the medical side with the provisor that we really do have the opportunity now to move from sort of the sick care equation, reactive sick care to proactive health care. But the fact that we're touching these devices, whether it's, you know, checking our social media feeds or how much we're moving or our buying patterns all can become sort of digital breadcrumbs that when you put together can give a pattern to be early prediction, uh, early optimization, uh, early diagnosis, and then how to manage a disease, like even chronic diseases like diabetes were quite in evidence at at CES in terms of solutions. So we're moving kind of from these spot pieces of technologies and apps and wearables and devices to sort of integrated solutions to cross mental health, diabetes, cancer care, depression. So I I think that's sort of
0: part of where things are, are starting to head. That, that convergence of all those technologies and the solutions, but also the, the transformation that people and businesses and organizations need to take on board in order to be able to implement them. Because one thing having it exists, it's a whole other thing being able to actually use it.
1: Well, that's one thing I see. There's we, we both know a lot of these technologies and platforms, some of them are quite amazing, but many clinicians, patients, healthcare systems don't know they even exist. Um, so I, I'm always asked, you know, what wearable should I use? What's best for my cardiac patients? So a small aside, since I've seen you last, I've launched this health platform. It's still kind of an alpha mode, but the website is digital.health, which is starting out mostly for clinicians to find the tools and technologies and solutions that already exist. It might be in a live core for your patients with AFib or a connective blood pressure cuff or on a a MATA health platform for your pre-diabetic. It's also a place to find out what's happening in terms of academics and journals and regulatory guidance. So a bit of a digital health formula. So literally when you log in as Dr. Dan and you're a cardiologist, you might have a set of tools you like to prescribe. It might be a a wearable an app a software platform an avatar and eventually that data will flow back into your workday solutions your emr if those hopefully will evolve so that when you're seeing a patient you're able to take a look at their integrated a set of tools and solutions to make uh, better proactive decisions.
0: Now, I know you spend a lot of time on the road. You, you go to a lot of different events around the world. You do a lot of speaking. People know you because of your role at Exponential Medicine and the great event that you put on in November each year in San Diego. Why should people go to meetings like this? Why are they really important as we're trying to, to make a difference in healthcare?
1: Well, a lot of uh, innovation isn't always about the technology. Some of it's about mindset and uh, cross connections and cross collaborations. And what's been pretty amazing about Exponential Medicine, having now run that for nine, years is that a lot of folks who don't know each other can meet there they get exposed to whole new ideas whether it's you know emerging fields like digital surgery we're at a digital orthopedics conference to what's possible with an out-of-the-box avatar or chatbot to the future of emergency medicine, <laughs> uh, drones, et cetera. And so I think why people should go is to get out of their silos. Sometimes that silo is, you know, I'm a clinician, I'm trained in hematology, oncology, someone else is radiology. They never often, ships a pass in the night. How do you cross collaborate? How do you learn something that's been done in the Netherlands or Japan or South America or Israel and uh, help catalyze what's can happen in New York and San Francisco and and, and kind of um, get birds of a feather to, to share? And then also the challenging part in our advancing age is this exponential age. I mean, where it was my iPhone 11, you know, my iPhone 2, which I still have, was amazing 10 years ago. Now it feels antique. This will feel my iPhone 11 in my hand will feel antique in a few years. It'll dissolve into my AR contact lens. So how do you get people appreciating if they're building for the future, what's coming, right? Get an early taste of quantum computing and what next generation AI is going to be able to do and what, where CRISPR and gene editing is likely to end up. So that's a bit of why people should come is to get out of their usual buckets and hopefully find folks,
0: collaborators to help uh, nudge the future faster. You mentioned that you have a lot of people ask for your advice about, you know, what sort of uh, wearable should they be using and and that sort of thing. But you must also have a lot of people who are much earlier in their career or education who also ask, well, how do I navigate this? You're a medical doctor yourself. You've taken a turn towards technology and you're really leading a lot of uh, different uh, aspects of technology. What's some of the advice that you have for them about how they pick their path, you know, from the early 20s through their 30s? Yeah. I mean, the pressure really is to declare, you know, what are you going to major in in college or you're a medical student?
1: What are you going to specialize in? So you have to often get pushed into these paths and these siloed uh, buckets pretty early. And so my sort of general advice would be, you know, follow your passions, hopefully go to a place where you can Get really good at becoming you know getting your basic medical education and specialty training per se but keep your your lens and your connections open to other worlds learn a little about 3d printing learn how to code you know uh, play with some robotics even if you're not majoring in that get out of your you know pre-med element because in terms of creating the future of health and medicine it's going to be more and more of a team sport and particularly when you're early in your career, you have that beginner's mind, that Buddhist philosophy, like you see something with fresh eyes, that's the opportunity to go, why the hell are we still using fax machines or treating, you know, broken bones with a cast? You know, could you be imagining blending 3D printing and chatbots and radar? And how could you put all this together? And the younger folks have this, you know, new milieu that they've They're natives in this digital space and other spaces. So I think it's important to get good at one thing, get some depth, get your 10,000 hours, but stay open to other fast-moving fields and learn to work and collaborate with others to help uh, improve what we have and, and build the next stages of healthcare.
0: So tonight really sort of signifies the kickoff of the JPM healthcare conference. There's a lot of things that are surrounding it. We're here at DocSF, which is sort of started before the JPM conference has begun. What does your week look like? Where can people find you and what sort of things are you up to?
1: (laughs) I need an AI chatbot to figure that out. I'll be at a few places. One, I'll be at the Startup Health Festival and doing the closing talk there on Tuesday. I'll be at the Biotech Showcase. I've got a bunch of meetings. I've got two of my own startups to move forward. One's a medical device in orthopedics called the Marrow Miner. The company's called Regen Med Systems, a minimally invasive way to harvest bone marrow that I developed as a a fellow at Stanford, and we're uh, taking into the stem cell and, and bone marrow transplant world. And the newer one, uh, you can see my TED talk from last year, is called Intelemedicine, which is the idea of you know 3D printing personalized pills. So instead of a patient taking aspirin, statin, beta blockers, and a sort of, you know, pile of meds, and having sometimes cut them in half and thirds, we can kind of print those into a single capsule. So in telemedicine is a new endeavor I'm focused on as well. So having some meetings along those lines and then trying to meet with folks who are interested in exponential medicine and, and, and helping build the future. I love to bump into people and hopefully help them mix and match. It's already happened here at this meeting. When you have sort of incredible folks who have been there, done that and meeting the younger folks, they can help guide some of those new thoughts and innovations into the realities of the, the healthcare monstrosities that we have, whether it's the NHS or a Kaiser or a VA or, or a... The Sutter Healthcare System.
0: And people who are listening, how can they find out more about your work? They can go to digital.health. They can follow you on Twitter.
1: Yep. I've got some stuff summarized at my little website, danielcraftmd.net. <laughs> so, you can track some of the things I'm doing there. I'm on Twitter at danielcraft. And uh, check out exponentialmedicine.com to see some of amazing content we have from thought leaders across the technology and healthcare spectrum that we've uh, collected there from over the last uh, several years. So, several ways to find me. What are the dates for Exponential Medicine this year? It's going to be November 9th through 12th uh, in sunny San Diego back at the magical Hotel Del Coronado. We need to get you there or back there. And it's always a bit like this last year was pretty incredible. One of the fun elements we had, we started our conference talking about the past and the future and the exponential trends with mobile phones. And we closed the conference with our friend, uh, Dr. John Madison who has a friend who lives in San Diego. I say, can you bring Marty over? He's like, oh yeah, Marty, would love to come to this. What should we do with Marty? I'm like, let's just bring him on stage and have some fun. So we brought out Martin Cooper, who's now 91 years old. He is credited with basically inventing the mobile phone when he was at Motorola and putting that together. So we came on stage. We had a whole conversation about inventing the future. He had an actual original mobile phone. That was a nice capstone to the four days of of seeing what's possible. And that was only, what, over 30 years ago. So I would challenge the folks listening out there to you know think about twenty twenty to twenty thirty. What's going to be possible in the next decade? Think exponentially. Think convergently. Think collaboratively. Um, get out of your old silos and buckets. And um, if you have a bit of that mindset, we can all, in smaller big ways, you know, reshape healthcare.
0: Excellent, Daniel. Thanks so much for joining me, and good luck in twenty twenty. Look forward to seeing you again. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Just a quick reminder that you can find both the Digital Health Today podcast and the DocSF podcast on the Health Podcast Network at healthpodcastnetwork.com. Be sure to sign up for the newsletter to receive weekly updates on the latest and best podcasts in healthcare. Find it at healthpodcastnetwork.com.